Welcome to The Future Built Smarter, a podcast in which IMEG engineers discuss innovative and trend-setting building and infrastructure design with architects, owners, and others in the AEC industry. I'm your host, Joe Payne, here again with my co-host, Mike Lawless, IMEG's Director of Innovation. Mike, welcome back. Oh, great to be here. Today, we're going to be discussing security considerations for school design with our guest, Ryan Searles, IMEG's security consulting group leader. Ryan specializes in security assessment and protective services, including active shooter mitigation and response and crisis management. Ryan, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Ryan, you've talked about the number of days you're on the road uh, Every month, probably two or three weeks, you're, it's not unusual for you to be on the road, either uh, presenting or, or doing uh, some crisis management or other, other services. I think that's a, a good indication of the uh, uptick in, in attention being paid to the topic. Uh, particularly today, we're going to focus on the K-12 through security design uh, considerations, uh, which you'll be talking about actually at the upcoming National A4LE conference in Chicago in October. What's that conference all about? So that conference brings in all sorts of different disciplines to just speak on and learn about different trends in the K through 12 market, whether it's design, whether it's safety and security, all sorts of different stuff. It's a it's a great blended conference that has a really good variation of audience come in and to learn on different topics. So what sort of trends, safety and security, you know, you're on the road, what sort of, what are some of those topics that keep coming up as you, as you're talking to folks in this area? You know, with K through 12, a lot of times it's active shooter mitigation. It's because, you know, we keep seeing a rise in violence in the United States. We keep seeing more and more, um, violent events occurring at places of education, K through 12 and higher ed, but, you know, K 12, it's really, you know, what can we do to mitigate it from even happening? So how, what do we do in the prevention? And I mean, you're looking at that from design side where, you know, we're getting involved a lot earlier on with design projects um, in the education market you're looking at a lot of assessments of schools, just kind of what do we have in place? What are we doing right right now? Kind of where are our gaps? Where are our vulnerabilities? How do we fix those? Um, and then on the other side, a big topic that a lot of people miss is the human aspect. What are we what are we doing for training? What are we doing for drills and rehearsals and how often do we drill and rehearse and what kind of training are we doing? Um and then you're also looking at more of the proactive threat assessments of individuals to kind of hit on some of those keynotes of, you know, getting getting individuals that may be keyed for posting certain things on social media or making threats or really assessing those people and get hitting on those early warning signs. So we're really going way beyond uh, physical security and technology design here. We're We're really getting into the psychology and being prepared. Very much so. Oh yeah, very much so. Now the physical security aspect's big. Um, we do know that like the Nashville shooting that happened earlier this year, um, the shooter did scout out multiple locations and decided not to do one at a certain location because of their posture and physical security. So physical security being very evident at places um, can stop a shooting from happening altogether. 
But yes, it, it's it's a blended approach. It, it has to be to be able to mitigate violence in our schools. So Ryan, you know, so I'm a parent, you know, we're sending, I said, I've got four kids. We're sending them to school. They start a week from today. And a lot of the schools in our country, they're, they're existing buildings. They're not, you know, they're not newly constructed, you know, buildings. They've been, they've been there for a long time. You know, in those situations, when you get in those scenarios, what kinds of things do you look at and, and kind of how do you uh, approach that as far as taking those, those buildings that weren't built really with this, some of these physical security requirements in mind and, and how do you help those, those facilities to, to improve, improve safety? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause we get that a lot. Um, when you do a, an assessment of let's say a district wide assessment, you're going to come across schools that some were built in the sixties and seventies, maybe some were built five years ago. So you have such a wide variation in their design aspects. Um, you know, with any assessment, we always start at the perimeter and kind of work our way in. Doing that, we're trying to mitigate certain things. Um, you know, cameras are great tools, but they don't prevent anything. They're there to record, right? Um, now, what you can use cameras for in somewhat of a prevention is if you have cameras on the exterior, um, you might be able to catch someone walking towards the school with a weapon out in the open or, or different things like that. With the older schools, you will have more points of ingress and egress um, where people can come and go from. And so you're trying to limit those down. We really want to see what's going on with that. Where where are our paths of paths of penetration, we call it, where people can get into the school and different things like that. We want to make sure that we design around a single point of entry of people coming in to check in, you know, utilizing the Raptor system, which can scan them, their ID, and you get that little badge that prints out that goes on you so people know you're a visitor. And then really hardening that front vestibule as well to create almost like a man trap so that people can't push into the school. Because just being on lockdown, it doesn't matter because, you know, Newtown, um, school shooting. They went on lockdown every day after first bell, which most schools do these days. They, you know, schools locked down after first bell, doors are secured. That shooter shot their way through two levels of doors. Nashville active shooters shot their way through a side door. So if you have older schools with glass doors and things like that is, are you coating the glass? Are you, you know, putting film on there to stop someone from penetrating the school and shooting through? So there's different things you have to look at with the age of the school. You know, we also don't want our schools to look like a prison, right? Yeah. It's, it's still important that they, you know, that the students are comfortable and it's a learning and a learning and welcoming environment. How do you, how do you balance that? the security aspect with that welcoming aspect that you want to see in a school as well. It is a blended approach. You, you can't, it's just like with healthcare, right? You can't turn a hospital into a prison. They need to look like a healthcare facility. Schools need to look like an educational institution. Um, we still need natural light. We know how important that is for learning. So we, we can't bar up all the windows and, and do all that. Um, what you can do is you can do a blended approach with SEPTED, crime prevention through environmental design. Um, couple that with your electronic security side and just other design aspects. And then again, the blended approach of remembering that human aspect also. of Are your people situationally aware of what's going on around the school and inside of the school? And that 
that's huge right there. If we're just aware, um, you know, nowadays more and more teachers and administration in schools are becoming more and more aware. Um, we've been a very reactive culture in the United States, but with school security and safety, we can't do that anymore. And that that's kind of been very apparent. And so you're seeing districts start becoming more proactive. And I think, I think that has to do with the reason my team staying so busy is because, you know, schools are reaching out saying, Hey, come help us. Uh, what do we need to do? Come, come show us what we need to do to keep these kids safe. There's more money being made available in certain areas too, right? Like down in Texas. Yeah. After, after the Uvalde incident, house bill three in Texas, where they want armed personnel at every school. Um, and then there's also money available for schools to get, to upgrade electronic security and, and security consulting at the schools and all sorts of different items. We talked a lot about the physical component. What about more the, on that operational threat prevention, you know, that sort of topic, how, what do you talk to the schools about on that, on that area, in that area? So a lot of it starts with, Hey, what are you guys doing for training? What type of training? How often? That drives awareness right there. Like training is great for awareness. That's that force multiplier. Um, now, a lot of school districts are developing what they're calling proactive threat assessment teams inside of the schools, which can consist of a school counselor, a teacher, an assistant principal. And it's a different group to help assess kids that they may that may have made a threat or that they may key on some item as, hey, let's let's talk to this kid and see what's going on with them. Maybe they just seem down recently at school or something like that. But they approach them and try to get more interactive and try to get involved, which is great. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's what are you doing for training? What are you doing for early recognition? And, you know, maybe helping these kids get involved with uh, behavioral health services and different things like that. Um, it also comes down to you know, what are you guys doing for your reunification? If something happens, whether it's an active shooter or a fire, tornado, anything, how are you reunifying kids with their parents? You know, what are you doing for a lockdown versus a lockout? And it's all their different drills and kind of looking at their overall strategic approach as a district to handle cases of emergency. Now, what about how the schools deal with social media? It's going to be different for, the, for every district, right? There, a lot of them are very similar approaches. But um, they are watching social media. We do know a lot of the modern day K-12 active shooters have posted something on social media prior to whether that was weapons or a threat or have made certain comments. So it's it's being taken very, very serious by the districts now. It's not just like, a, oh, they were just upset and said that on social media. It, those days are over. It, it's everything on social media is being looked at and handled very carefully by most districts. So I know you do some really interesting things with technology and your assessment work as far as using drones and other technologies to make sure you're getting the right information from those existing buildings to help them. You want to talk a little bit about how you're using technology to help your help get to better outcomes? Drones are a great tool. Um, we can fly a school very quickly. The, the grounds and the outer 
get a view of the the building envelope itself. And from there, we can really look at it and see, okay, what is our lighting? And we do day and night flights. What is our lighting like, right? What do we need more? What is our perimeter like? How many means of ingress and egress do we have even to that? And we'll use our drone footage also to look at, let's say there is an emergency. Where's a good area for first responders to set up triage? Where are they, where, where can they gather to, you know, where can they put ambulances for evac where they're not being blocked in by all the patrol vehicles showing up, patrol cars. And that's big for, for treatment evacuation of wounded personnel. Um, when we do these assessments, you know, it's not just limited to the schools. A lot of times it's their stadiums also. And so drones help a lot with stadiums because if you have an event at, let's say, a very populated Friday night football game, right, is how are we controlling traffic? How are we getting first responders in and out? Where are we setting up triage? How's our lighting? Where are our danger areas or our higher threat areas where we might want to deny some terrain um, to not allow individuals in those areas? So it can help the first responder side a whole lot as well by utilizing those technologies. And then on the other side of it, as far as technologies that the schools are using, you, know, you talked about the Raptor system, which you may want to expand on that a little bit more. But what what kind of technologies are schools that are starting to use to, to help assist with the safety of their students as well? So the Raptor system will draw from the uh, from the National Registry for um, sex offenders. So you can you can make sure um, certain offenders aren't getting into the school. Um, now you're seeing districts employ everything from coding on the glass to harden the facilities to normal access control, um, you know, cameras, the normal door prop alarms to ensure s- secondary ac- exit points and entry points are being propped open during the day that the school's staying safe and secure and all buttoned up. So people have to come in through the main entrance. Um, you're seeing weapon detection, gunshot detection, all sorts of different stuff going into schools. Now schools are really being progressive when they're considering technology Um, you know, back in the day when I first started doing this, a lot of schools would say, well, I don't want you in the school doing upgrades when the kids are here. So we would have to do different stuff like on nights and weekends because they didn't want the kids to see it and know. Now you're seeing more and more schools say, yeah, I want this done while class is in session. So the kids are seeing the upgrades that are being done to the school. And it's kind of a proactive approach to, hey, we're becoming a safer and more secure environment, just so you guys know. And it's it's putting it out there. So you're seeing a big shift um, throughout the United States with uh, the proactiveness of schools, the technologies they're using and how they're employing them. You know, this is a, a obviously a complex and important topic. There's a number of tools, you know, from physical security to technology and all those things. If, if you're a school and you're starting to, you know, start this journey of continuing to become a safer environment, do you have, you know, do you have recommendations to folks who are really maybe just starting to think about how they can just continue to stay safer? Yeah. I usually tell them, start with an assessment of your, your actual structures, and then also assess what you currently have in place for your policy and procedure as well. Cause those are just as important of how you're responding to certain things, what you're doing. Um, and 
it'll start with an assessment and that kind of gives you a place setting for where you need to grow and where you need to, what you need to do to get there. I guess as a, as a parent, I think we all expect our kids to come home safe from schools. And, you know, unfortunately we've had more and more of these events, but on the positive side, I, I am encouraged to know that school districts are doing more and more to just continue to expand the safety of our kids as they're, as they're at school. So Ryan, thank, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That was Ryan Searles, IMIG Security Consulting Group Leader. He'll be speaking at the LearningScapes 2023 conference in Chicago on October 13th at 8.15 a.m. Listeners who'd like to catch previous episodes of The Future Built Smarter can tune in to us on our website, imegcorp.com, or listen to us on any podcast app. We'll be back in the near future with another episode. Until then, thanks for listening and take care.